Um, okay. But I wanted to start off by just saying something that happened to me today. I was so embarrassing. Girl. Ah. I went, killer, to have, killer. I went to have brunch with my friends. So uh-huh. for context, those are my, um, my friends, like, you know, newly made acquaintances, right? Okay. It was a small group for young adults in church, and we met up at a coffee place for brunch and whatever. And I took I Ari think I'm attending one of those with you. Yeah, you know those kind of things, yeah. I took Ari with me, and uh, a little bit of TMI, but I, I put her on my lap because there was only one chair, and then I was we're eating together. And for, so she got down and she went to sit with one of them and she took off her socks and I mean, she was trying to just, you know, walk around and whatnot. Anyways, all of a sudden I was we're about to leave. I was like, oh, where's her socks? And we found one leg, but we didn't find the other leg. Um, one of the girls was actually sitting on it. And before I knew my bra, the ring, you know, that little ring in the bra. Girl, before I left home. So I'm wearing black on black, right? So I wanted to wear my black brown, one of my black, but I don't have a lot of them. And that metallic stuff that they put in the yeah. underwire, yeah. it was already poking. And I was like, eh. but I like the black because it's, you know, it's solid, right? It's, you have that, when I wear shirts like this, I want to make sure that my, my boobs are just not all, because you know how much I hate brass. Mm. And then the wire, I don't know how it got out. <laughs> it was on the chair. Girl. <laughs> of course she knew what it was but she didn't want to say anything but i had to have that conversation i'm like i really don't know how that got there but that is mine because of of course of all the people sitting on that table it had to be mine because you know i was the most in doubt not actually i have a lot of boobs but comparatively speaking so yeah Yeah, that happened to me too That happened mm. to me today. I, left. Uh, I thought you were gonna say your one of them fell out, but oh no, no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not Janet Jackson. Don't worry. <laughs> I haven't reached that <laughs> level of popularity yet. <laughs> oh uh, popularity. Mm. Uh, but seriously, what I gotta do be breaking focus. It, it's gonna be sad, you know. And I think it's just nice to start start off on a on a light note. But yeah. before I do that, how are you doing? Let me do good checking how's your week uh, i'm good i'm like oh. my week has been um so it's uh, been snowing pretty hard here in minnesota so um <laughs> Bele. Uh, i know <laughs> so that has a way of just you know getting to you and mm. you know i have to physically go into work mm. um yeah so it's just days like you know this week i just really wished i worked uh remotely so, right. but I also know, I also know me. I love interacting with people. So I know, I know. But at least yeah. having that option, right? Oh, yeah, having the option. Of, I mean, and, and it's so it's only when I'm not feeling well that I can work from home. Mm. You know, it's just I I used to have that option, and I don't anymore because I you know it's a different job, and the expectations are um different. So I'm still adjusting. So it's uh it's it's gonna be two months, um two days from a Monday and it's gonna be two months. So it's still a bit of an adjustment for me to not be able to just say, hmm, I'm gonna work from home today. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah. But I'm Allah. I'm good bro. I'll just keep really... pushing for the opportunity. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, this week was my finals, like um no finals, like so exams are over, semester is rounding off, and we're supposed to turn in our final grades. And of course, you'll get all the emails. Oh, Dr. Mao, I'm just you know, X amount of points away from the next, next letter grade. Any extra credit? And I won't lie to you. Like, of course, I want to give you all the credits you want, but of, it, it wouldn't. Yeah. You have to strike that balance between 
you know, um, what is appropriate to do and what is not appropriate to do. And I feel it. Yeah. I understand. And my, my course is a four-unit course. And I really sympathize with my students because I have been there, uh, you know, when I'm uh, just this close. So uh-huh. short of what I had to do, you know, I, when you do your exam review, there's some questions, you look at the statistics. No, I don't even cough. I look at the statistics. If a question is not performing properly, we use what's called um, point by serial correlation. Uh, we, want, okay. we want to discriminate between those that have mastered the content versus those that haven't mastered the content. So anyone that has like point two, it's not like a good question. Either it's too easy or too difficult. And sometimes you might have questions that will have negative by serial correlation, meaning the high performers are not getting the questions. It's the absent-minded ones that are getting it. So that question could be problematic. And every time you do your exams, you have to do a review. So I gave them some points back from one of the questions that was kind of faulty because only 11 out of 50 people in class got the question right. And then I just did a discretionary bonus point because, again, I saw some people that were really close and it's a thing of pride for me to know that I have more A's in my class than B's, you know, and all of that. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what I also had to do this week was kind of to empathize with them. I know they think that, oh, you have all the points, just give it away. But you have to also follow due process. So I've had to do some counseling. Like, I understand that you're, you're distressed about your grades. Now, nobody's feeling the cost, by the way. I had um, um, 20-something A's, 17 B's, and two C's. Wow. wow. You know, it, I mean, it was a good distribution. But, of course, you know, some of the B's wanted to be on an A. And I will always remind some them, of- yeah, this <laughs> Because I already gave you guys, you know, X amount of points. Otherwise, you'd be so far away. So that kind of got me a little bit down. Because again, I don't. I really wanted to sit in the moment with them and and mm. let them know. I understand, you know, not that I totally understand everything you're going through, but I understand. I want to also give you credit because you worked hard to actually get the same grade you have. So yeah, um, that was just like a little bit of a downer for this week. But otherwise, you know, semester is over. Thank God. Oh, the semester mm. was successful. But yeah, uh, how many weeks off? I'm two weeks and then we're back to the whole mind. You'll girl, take it. Point. Girl, I'm taking it. Like it was, two weeks is even like a stretch. It's more like some days and more, but I'm adding some extra days to it because I can't come and kill myself. So uh, that was it, Sha. Thanks. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that... Um, I have some personal experience with and I think um, experientially maybe, I don't think Bingwe has whether she has it, we'll, we'll find out but I don't think so, but I know she's aware of some people who, you know, have also had some form of brush resistance and I'll kick us off by quoting one of my very um, one of my favorite um, comedians and actors who is now late, he actually passed away as a result of this topic we're going to be talking about and FYI, this is um, a sensitive issue. So if your kids listen to this, maybe this is the time you need to turn off because um, it's very sensitive content. And trigger warning, we're talking about something that is you know, quite heavy. And he said, and I quote, I think the saddest people always try their hardest to make people happy because they know what it's like to feel absolutely worthless and they don't want anybody else to feel like that. Robin Williams. So today we'll be talking about the topic of suicide. In light of um, Twitch, Twitch's, um, which is um, his name was Stephen Boss, and he was forty, and he he committed suicide um, some days ago before this recording, and yeah. uh, it was sad. Didn't we? I don't, yeah. I don't know him. Of course, I don't have a personal experience with him, but I've been following him since. So you can dance. So you think you can dance, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I just because you, you always know the people of color. 
I know the yeah. people of color. I know the Asian people, like the minorities. But for him, his you know his b boy kind of dancing and just the way he did his craft, you could tell that he was really gifted at that. And he stood yeah. out in that you know um, area. And then he came into uh, bigger prominence when he started DJing for early in the generation. Mm-hmm. But I knew that you know since 2014 he was her DJ until her show you know wrapped up not too long ago. Yes, yeah. I'm just curious to know like um, how 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 was it for you when you heard the news and what went through your mind? I, I was it, it was uh, it was so surreal. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I saw it. I just I, I, I'm like I know I've read it here. Let me but let me go and search again. Huh. Maybe you know yeah so it was just right? so. Yeah, yeah, it was just really hard to swallow. I, I don't know this guy personally, but again, Mm-mm. from you think you can dance, and then he went on to, like you said, DJ for Ellen. Mm. And so that's all I know about. But I know he's a family man. I know yes. he's married and he has two kids. Alison Hooker, yeah, three yeah, kids. Well, three, yeah, three kids. Yeah, so, three kids. And, and I just started wondering, you know, Kiloshe, what happened? You know, and then as I remembering all these popular people who have died, and I, mm-hmm. I just was, I don't know. I think for me, the first place I go to when I hear anything sad is I become numb. That's and then, it. yeah, the one person who's, but this was not um, by suicide anyway, he died. And I cried my, my eyes out, it was uh, Kobe. Mm, it was such a, it, yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, mm. I, I, like, I don't know him, I've never met him, but I cried like he was my brother. Mm. you know so anyway going back to your question so i just i could i was just i sat there in disbelief like no not him how when why you know those are the questions that came you know at me and then of course when i saw it i was i think i quickly forwarded it to you have you seen this you know so yeah yeah. just yeah and said his kids they're so little even if they're grown yeah i mean there's one that's a little bit older but they're still i mean he's in the prime of his life 40 yeah 40 40 Uh, i'm just i mean yeah we're we're close (laughs) to 40 next year we'll be 40 exactly we're close to 40. 40 doesn't feel old to me. Because, I'm, you know, when no. I was younger, yes, when I was 10, 40 was like a dinosaur. But like, now that no, I'm so close I... to it, <laughs> it's still looking younger. And I think for me, I actually struggle with talking about this topic because it feels like, it might seem like I'm a bit, being a bit self-serving. But I think not talking about it, especially given my own personal experience, I wouldn't mm. be doing my platform a favor. Not that I have to be vulnerable. I don't owe anybody my vulnerability. But I think it's time we talked about just what happens and i can share my own experience when you get to that point where you think suicide is an option right Mm. and i know people might say well if you commit suicide you're being selfish yeah we can have that aspect of it right we can have two truths it might seem like a selfish act and it might also be like a selfless act not that i'm pushing for suicide and unless you've gone you've got you've gotten to that area time when you just had that brush with you would never understand the way I can explain it is that you can't even think of anything. You're so engrossed in whatever you're going through, whatever the issues are. It has almost like absorbed your whole life. And there was an analogy somebody shared a while ago, which I would like to um, recycle here. That suicide feels like your house is burning, it's on fire. And then you break a window to jump out of the house to save yourself. And it makes sense, right? And unless you've gone through that kind of thing, you will not understand why. It's not like you don't think of the fact that people who will be left behind will feel so bad that they couldn't get at you or get to you. As a matter of fact, it's the reverse feeling you feel like. I feel so weak. 
I feel so diseased. If I took myself out of this situation, my family would be better off. That's the mindset. Now, I can't speak for everybody. That was my mindset. You know, I need to get rid of myself because I'm just the weakest of this bunch. And you're only as strong as your, you know, weakest player, whatever. So, and I know I've been seeing a lot of comments of people saying, oh, how can he leave his wife? It's so selfish of him. And how come the wife didn't know? Because he, he didn't drive his car. He left his car, his car keys and went to a motel. How come they didn't know until they had to check out and he wasn't checking out and then the um, hotel staff went to check in and they found out he was dead. How, how was later? How come nobody had the gun? I mean, we can keep going on and on. You know, it's, it's definitely going to leave us a lot of questions. But I think what I would like to just focus on is like the importance of just mental health and maybe providing some form of support to those who might be going through that. I don't know if you had anything you want to say anything. So um, this is my first time hearing you talk about this. But you know, you know I've had a brush with it. You know. Mm-mm. Remember when you drove to Boston? Why did you, why did you, when you drove to Boston, come and say. So I honestly thought it was um, for the other reason. It's part of it, though. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. what I thought. You've never heard me say up. this, girl. I was in the car one, and I remember talking to you about it. I I felt like you were one of people that talked to me out of it. You don't remember? Oh, I don't. So, see, it must, and, and that's the thing about significance. Yeah. So it, it must, because for me, so while you were talking, my ears. Wait, I I, I thought I there's some uh, there's some uh, incidents that. I, don't remember because yeah, no, again it's fine I, I, you know don't worry yeah. i don't forget so because i yeah I, I honestly don't remember but i remember driving to boston yeah and i remember you know it was for the other yeah. reason yeah, yeah so and that was i think that for me overshadowed anything else yes from yes. that conversation i yes. think so so because yeah. that other one to me felt like a bigger conversation than you know the other things and i think what happened was because that was kind of recent i mean my listeners that, that follows but they probably already know it's about when i had my my pregnancy loss and you know things were going and this was 2014 but big boy drove all the way from maryland to boston on a whim because she sensed from my voice that there's something off with this person you know, and I yeah. always go back that that was, I mean, that's still a gesture that to tomorrow I always keep mentioning because it meant a lot to me. And I know even that weekend when you came, we didn't really talk about it. You know, no, we just, we no, just, we just spent time yeah. together. That's it. Yeah. When she went to the mall, and I think it was towards the end that we, yeah, we kind of talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But it wasn't like yeah. a main focus. And I think it yeah. helped me, you know, and it's what I've been trying to replicate with my friends when they reach out to me that are going to stuff. I try not to talk about the issue when they're not ready for it. I want to give them, like, make them, like, even the simple things, you know, maybe go watch a movie together or just laugh about something funny. Like, show you what it's like to be human again, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I really honestly, um, so as we're talking, I was was trying to remember that. Why are you apologizing? No, because that's, that's very significant. Ugh, girl. Yeah, Yeah, it's very significant. But, um, yeah, I'm. I'm glad you know you're here to tell your story. Yeah, you know, nobody yeah. telling it for you. I mean, so, yeah. eight hours trip going through those expensive towards through I ninety five. Yeah, um, and that's, that's what friends are for. My, I mean, you are, some people you are, you are don't have that capability to. But yeah, we are quite receptive. That's what I want to say to you. You are very sensitive in way, in a good Thank way. You. You know, I know not everybody has that capability to be able to key in. Because I wasn't, it wasn't like I called you saying, oh, 
I was just, I think we're just having a conversation and I think my thoughts were just getting darker. Whatever it was that made mm. you drive all the way. It wasn't just a regular, oh, I'm sad. And, yeah. and I, and I'll say this, I'm still, I still have a touch of depression here and there. I don't think it's ever going to go away. And I've, I've come to terms with that because I, in the, at the back of my mind, I always want to be joyful. Always, always. Because as a Christian who professes my faith, I know one of the foot of the spirit is, is joy. But I will let you know, it's hard sometimes. Like my outlook to things have become darker. So much so that, because some things happened personally, which I know Big Bay, you know about, that pushed mm-hmm. me off almost to the edge this year. And I had to go on medications for anxiety. And that mm-hmm. has been a lifesaver for me. I'm still in therapy. And on some days it's so hard to get out of bed and do the things I'm supposed to do. But I still mm-hmm. do it, you know. And I'm not even, I, I pray to God to kind of take away just this, you know, dark feeling like that that kind of almost like a dark cloud that looms around my head but i've learned to make friends with it you know because it's probably there for a reason i don't know why i it wasn't from a lack of trying but i'm i'm getting used to befriending that proverbial monkey on my back you know and, mm. and i think maybe that's my way of working around it because mm. it's yet to go away it's been years now and I'm, i still have it mm. yeah yeah Sorry to hear that, Tolani. That's tough. That's it's, okay. it's yeah, it's tough. I'm surprised um, you don't know this part of me being paid. Like, like what um, did you expect? What did you know about? No, I I've always known that. I mean, like you said, I knew about that situation. That yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but I just um, because you're always and, and that's the thing. You're always doing, thing. doing, doing, doing. That's it. So, but doing comes from uh, a reason, though. You know that, right? Yeah, so I it's all like you're trying to make up for you know for something. That's it. Trying yeah. To, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think, um, I don't know, and I I don't I don't I'm not saying this lightly. Just so you know, you know me. Um, oh, I know, I know. Uh, for me, um, you, I, again, it's such a heavy topic that I'm still trying. I'm trying to you know soak it in <laughs> what is just have you, uh, have you don't even ask it personally have you met yeah. have you had anybody go like take themselves out this way oh sorry not take themselves out that's not very insensitive Do, have you met anyone who's um, died by suicide or who you know personally um, uh, i know i know someone who did um did it succeed um, did it succeed he did Actually, oh, I know no. two people who have done that. When I was much younger, and um, we didn't even know what it was then. I I was maybe like what fifteen. No, I mean, I, of course, I knew someone died, but it was much later that the details around his death, you know, just came up. Um, Brazan, very spiritual, you know, he was in charge of the, the deliverance ministry, I think, at the time, or maybe prayer ministry, at the time in in the church I attended back in Nigeria. And suddenly, with younger sister, we're very good friends. Younger sister and younger brother. He, they use, they come from a Muslim um, background. So they all converted to Christianity. And, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what, they said he owed so much money or something like that. And then he hung himself on the fan and he died. You know, and that, I mean, it's just, so death by hanging, that was, I was 15 when that, I first. That is, that is, that says something. Because how you yeah. go also, it also gives some tangent, tangential evidence to whatever you were going through. 
Yeah, so it was not later that, you know, the news around, oh, why he did it. He can, I know how Nigerians are, Africans are, around the issue of, first of all, around the issue of death. And mm. then to now say, you know, to, to oh, die yeah. with your own sure. hands. Mm. Right. You know, it's just, and then, oh, he's going straight to hell. You know, all of these conversations, it was just, so I, I guess I, at the time, I didn't realize how bad, of course, the cyst, my friend, lost a whole brother, a whole human being. So that was my first experience with that. My second experience with it uh, was here in the U.S. Um, it was a doctor from Nigeria, came to Johns Hopkins for to further his education. So he did his MPH at um, uh, Johns Hopkins. So you're thinking, okay, sound, solid. And at some point, he became homeless and he didn't tell anyone. Mind you. Always hanging out with us. We, we did things together. And he never thought, I, I mean, some of us, we had two-bedroom apartments. Some of us, we had three. We, some people lived in houses that they could have housed him. He never mentioned it. I think it gets, this whole thing around pride that, you know, African pride, the shame around that. Um, it's good to have that. But when you need help, you need help. Anyway, he didn't ask for help. He stayed in this. Yeah, so... He now stayed in his car, and it was it was a terrible time in Maryland winter. at the time, winter, and mm. so he lost his legs. Oh no! I'm close. I'm frostbite. Mm-hmm. Hypothermia. He lost his legs. Mm-hmm. Hypothermia, and uh, you know it was so ah, bad that know. they had to amputate. They had oh, to amputate both uh, of them. Two, both of them from uh, below his knee. How? Oh my God! How old was this guy? Like he's probably in his. 20s then or 30s no it was uh, how old am i and these guys were maybe like three or four years older than me oh um, my God. so about yeah anyway long story short uh he um he became an amputee overnight mind you went from being homeless to becoming an amputee you can imagine the struggle at some point, wow. he even came to church. The church i attended in baltimore at the time came to church and he gave a testimony i didn't know you know it was no. It was after his testimony that I got to know about him. That that that's the story. It was after his te- after the, the testimony he gave in church, and then we started hanging because I didn't even know that. I just noticed that he would walk with a limp. I didn't realize what it was. I was like, ah, okay, <clears throat> okay. This is why he walks with a limp. I hung out with him. I think one time before that testimony, and then after that testimony, I now fully got the, I got the entire story because apparently it's such a sensitive story. No one was talking about it, but when he then share his own story. Then that story, then, you know, I answer, you know, okay, well, it's share the story now. Can you guys give me the background? So then they explained he was homeless. He had frostbite. Um, and it was, you know, ampu- his legs were amputated. And, and uh, at some point we thought it was fine because again, we now became really close. We used to hang out every weekend. Hmm. We, so we, as I became really close to this guy, we should hang out in Tyler's house at the time. And, this um we thought it was fine and suddenly it just went quiet on us ah, he changed his number so we couldn't reach him we didn't know where he lived we didn't know anything about this dude after a while someone who you hunger with every saturday suddenly he didn't know where he was and, and we were worried so that's how one day uh another friend of ours that you know very well then he was on a bus <laughs> that's how he now saw this guy ah, this same person that we have been looking for that's how he went and approached him and said, he started calling his name. The guy refused to acknowledge, but you could tell that he, he knew who the, my, our friend is, right? Uh, and the guy kept saying, ah, uh, you know uh, 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 and he could see that the guy now started sweating. You know, like, so the panic of recognition hit him. 
He didn't want to be recognized. I think he was trying to start his life over again. He had lost his mind. I, I think he became homeless again or something like that because it was not, according to the description that this friend gave, he looked homeless, you know, so... <sighs> And then at that point, so somehow I, I think they found out where he lived and some, uh, which of these um, homeless shelters it was in. And then um, his parents, they came from Nigeria and they bundled him home because to Nigeria, uh, to Nigeria. everybody yeah. advised, advised them like, no, okay. you can't leave your son here. He's not doing well in the U.S. He's not thriving. His life is worse. You know, <sighs> so you can imagine the pain of living in Nigeria is success. Quote and, and unquote, they come here with nothing, and then two legs gone. Yes. So you, you know, I mean, and you know, let's not talk about disability act. I know that it's not very good in I know. India. Why would they? Our why would they even system, take? Oh my goodness! Without any plan in place. Eh. <sighs> even if you have money, is it is your money going to fix the roads? The Will roads it fix the places that you get ramps? We're not eh. considering. And don't let's say go only travel in Nigeria. I'm not saying all on that gym. Sorry, that was saying that. People that have two legs in Nigeria cannot even really cope. How much more those that need accommodation? So, yeah. Once one, one, you once you have some form of physical disabilities, that was like your life has ended in Nigeria. The the possibilities are so are so next to nothing, you know. Anyway, that that you know narrative is changing because you know people are bringing awareness to it. They're empowering you know people who have disabilities and all that. So I I, I want to actually participate in you know in things like that in Nigeria because you know it's it's a good thing to do. Anyway, back to my story. Ultimately, I don't think it was in Nigeria for two weeks or three weeks when he killed himself. He hung himself too. Um, oh by hanging, yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, I can only imagine his the, ah, <sighs> ah, so I, I sat back and I thought, I, I kept thinking, why would ah, anyway, it's so those there's two, this book, there's a there's this book, I mean, there's also where I talk about this issue with there's this book that um, he recommended to me that was, yeah, where, yeah, he's a catcher's, yeah, because you know. Mental health and all that is very good when it comes yeah, to that. It's yes, called um, yes. "Stay: um, A History of." Uh, always forgetting the title. Yeah, a history of suicide and the philosophies mm-hmm. um, against it. And it's by this. Um, um, she's a she's a historian and also a poet. Her name is Jennifer Jennifer Michael Hecht. I don't know if I'm saying her name very well. There's a chapter mm-hmm. in the book that kind of um, caught my attention, and um, I'll try my best to recall it. And I think mm-hmm. it's it says that suicide happens in clusters, right? Uh, mm-hmm. suicide whatever you do your 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 demise will affect somebody else mm-hmm. you know say for example if a parent commits suicide their children are three times as likely to do so at some point in their lives mm-hmm. right and then if you're in that act of wanting to take your life for whatever reason you may feel isolated but in fact mm-hmm. you're deeply connected to those around you right mm-hmm. and one thing that stood out from that paragraph was also saying that if you want your loved one to make it through their dark nights, you have to make it through yours. And I've mm. held on to that for the longest time because I want a better story, right? I mm. mean, it's staying staying behind and just you know fighting through it. It's very hard on some days, but I want to have a better story where I want to show telling my daughter that you can walk through things like you can thrive through things through things and i think that's the message i like to bring out today like whatever you're going through it, it, it's gonna get better maybe not as best as you want it to be but just try it it's not not mm-hmm. try suicide i mean but like try staying give staying here a chance it's gonna get yeah. better 
and I'm, I'm glad I didn't I didn't take that um, when when I was at the club. I mean, I've, I've had you know because they talk about stages, right? Do you have an active plan? They, they walk you through. Have you thought about how you're gonna go? Now there's always like one step before. I'm, I'm always like I've never really I've been only one time that I've been one step before actually doing it. But other times it's just been like you know. Um, so when you think about stages of change, you know, pre-contemplation, contemplation, action, maintenance, and whatever, I've always been mm-hmm. around that pre-contemplation. Not like well, mm-hmm. only one time that I've been on contemplation. I'm sorry, before just before action, right? And I thank God that I I look back now and I I will have missed out on so many aspects of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the future is going to be like. I know even after recording this, I might feel somehow I might even feel maybe a bit more depressed because I've talked about something that I know is still ongoing. It's not like I have you know I've overcome it. This is still a present progressive in my life. I might I might feel somehow even talking about this afterwards. But I'll fight yeah. through it, you know. And this is the hope I would like to give to anyone listening to this. I don't know how you feel, but I, as someone who has gone through this and thought about just taking myself away from whatever I was going through, it gets better. It's all I'm just trying to say. It gets better. Yeah, um, it does. Um, again, I've never... Um, I've experienced um, deep, Despair, yeah. um, deep, persistent sadness, but it was mm. because of, um, you a know, situation. like series of events. Yeah, it was because of yeah. a situation, a series of events that led up to that point. So it wasn't just a random thought. It wasn't just a random feeling. It was because I wanted something. It didn't work out. And it just then made me realize, oh, my God, these opportunities, you know, why, you know, and all of that. So just uh, made me, ha- I had more questions than anything else. And so it was just that for like almost two months when I, and this morning, just this morning when I walked, um, myself and Jackie went, went outside um, so oh, that Jackie yeah. can do our business. And I was just out there with my landlord and we just got talking and some, I'm not sure how we ended up talking about suicide. And so he kind of mentioned his own personal story with it. Um, and how, um, his brother reacted when, um, one of their siblings passed, you know, through suicide and eventually how he, the same brother who was upset, was mad at this person, then had his own turn kind of like, you know, what goes around comes around and then how his attitude changed. He decided to extend more grace to people who have done things like that, who went through with it, um, Mm. who didn't get the help that they needed. Because sometimes Mm. uh, lots of these things, it's just chemical imbalance, you know, it's just... That's a big one. Family history, yes, yes. Family history, chemical imbalances where you're not finding the right um, medication combination to help mm-hmm. you sort it out mm-hmm. and so if you if you if i mean because i again i were i for the longest time my longest standing career is as a social worker and mm-hmm. i've you know i've experienced with people who deal with depression and you you just keep wondering that what exactly is it that you're sad about but it, it's 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 it beyond it. you can't yeah. explain it yeah, you can't, you can't explain. just you can't explain you can't you can't talk them out of it you can just yeah. be there so what what i yeah. do I just create, you know, distractions for them. So while I'm yeah. there, you know, they get a release from that because I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to act as just a psychiatrist, make you talk about it. Cause sometimes mm. people just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about you know, it. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see them, you know? So, but here I come yeah. Well, I'm telling you, okay, let's go to the mall. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do that. Just, you know, taking your attention away. Jackie, come here. 
taking attention away from that, you know. So, <laughs> no, she hears the knocking and she's about to start barking. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I so. also wanted to even add that some medications can also prone. They can alter your brain chemistry. They can. So, they can. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, ironically, the medication I'm on, it actually mm. predisposes you to suicide, which is yeah. kind of mm-hmm. weird, even though it helps with my anxiety. And yeah. um, but then I, I was I I because Taiwan is different. My husband is different. He he doesn't know what it's like. Not that he doesn't empathize. We're having a conversation the other day. He goes. You're almost always depressed, right? I'm like, yeah. And he goes there, and I like uh, that's why because I I try I still try to not take it for granted. Especially mm-hmm. after what happened to Twitch, I checked in at all my you know my male mm-hmm. friends, and I talked to Tyler, and I know mm-hmm. when his dad passing away, that's like a life major a major life change. So I mm-hmm. said, hey, are you okay, mental? He was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like he's always happy, you know. That's Tyler. But I still don't want to take it for granted because again, it's the strong people and the seemingly happy people. You need yeah. to check on more than the sad people. And yeah. then he goes like, you know, don't worry that he's never gonna think of things like that. But I feel like I came up definitely our brains are different, right? Perhaps mm. my there's a family history, which again, my parents don't talk about these kind of issues. Yeah. When we have issues with mental health in places where we come they from. Never talk about- yeah. Mm-hmm. They never talk about. It. They always talk about. Oh, this person was a doctor, you know. Yeah. It the uh, different things, like especially with um, hyper religiosity. Pray, yeah. pray, pray. Okay, okay. Fasting, fasting. That could be like some. I'm not saying anybody that does that is, is, has some mental health issues, but those can be, you know, hyper coping strategies, right? We don't know. That's how and we then, cope. Any, definitely any brain like, chemistry, yes, or maybe some yeah. situations, right? And I know, especially at this time of the year, you know. It gets bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with weather changing, like this is not affective disorder. There's a reason why it's on the DSMV as one mm-hmm. of um, a condition. So again, yeah. checking on people and asking the right questions. Like after that whole Twitch thing, I reached out to somebody that I'm close and I'm like, remember that pact? Because we made a pact. Like whenever you think your thoughts are getting darker, you need to let me know. Yeah. And so I texted him. Oh, and I was I should, like, I should check on that. Uh, is it the same person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, no, okay. that one. I will, thanks for reminding me of that one. That one I haven't even checked on that one because you know that one has been on the radar. You yeah. know, on the radar. You know, I'm actually proud of myself because I went all the way to see that person. Actually, think about wow. it. I did exactly. Mm-hmm. I inspired that. Um. Yeah. So I texted him. I said, "Hey, um, remember that pact we made? This is me reminding you that you are not allowed. If I, you are banned from. It was okay. That I know he's doing okay. He's just been overeating and blah blah blah. So again, um, yeah. this time of the year. Christmas is, you know, happy. Everybody's supposed to be happy, but you'd be surprised that for some people, it's to- total opposite. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just I don't know. There's just something about this end end of the year, and I feel like I know people that argue against um, suicide are those that talk about it from a moral and ethical or even like a religious standpoint. But mm-hmm. that said, suicide has been as you know. It's been happening for dozens and dozens. Of, even it predates Christianity. Yeah, way back, way, way back, you know. And God's name did it. Uh, Judas. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the very first one was actually from um, Paramount and Thisbe, you know. And this person is almost like um, whether it's it's really true, but this was sometime around 2000 BC, and mm-hmm. um, she was raped, right? And uh-huh. she took her life. And then she, but she wrote a letter. She left us a letter and said, you know, um, this is what happened to me. And then her, I think her brothers in adventure, 
afterwards. Uh. It kind of reminds me of the story of, of, of Tama in the Bible. But um, again, all that to say that even before Christ came, you know, people have been um, doing it, taking taking their lives, right? And but yeah. there's also another side of that story that there were a pair of you fitted lovers, you know, that it wasn't it wasn't rape. I know YouTube is probably gonna demonetize or even ban this episode I'm doing because I don't like using using bad words like suicide and and rape and whatnot. Well, all, well, all of that to just say that, but for whatever reason you're thinking about offing yourself. Yeah. That reason is legitimate, right? You, you're the, you're the only one that knows what you're going through. Perhaps people around you, they've already seen you as this particular person, and I think that's also another thing. People that would deem to be strong, there's this burden we feel to always be strong for you. Yeah, and nobody should be made to feel that way mm-hmm. because I'm human. I'm not always strong. I'm not always consistent. The only person that cannot change that is the same today, yesterday, and forever is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as Christian, I believe that. But allow yourself to still feel human and be vulnerable and fall apart. This young gentleman who of himself, I don't know what he went through. Only him, maybe his, his family might know the exact reason what he was going through. But I think his wife said something about how in the past few days before he he killed himself, he he changed a little bit. I mean, the last video of him was he and his wife dancing to. Yeah, Christmas. I saw that. I mean, I mean. Yeah. Um. So one thing, um, I will say, um, again, I've never had to deal with what you're describing, um, at least not in that way. Um. But it's something that I had to do. Uh, I. Oh, I don't know. Not that, you know, this is coming up. I realize that something I do intentionally where I'm constantly in a state of contentment. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm constantly in a state of contentment. Um, growing up with little um, helps me to, um, not like I'm content with being little, um, but I'm always in the moment. Okay, this is what I have. I want more. But this is what I have. So instead of, you know, being here and feeling all troubled by the things that I haven't, I'm yet to do, I'm not like it doesn't wash over me to say, oh my God, I've lost years. I've, you know, opportunities have, you know, slipped through my fingers. And, and sometimes, most of this, most of the time, it's not anything I had control over. And so, but I always learn to just be content, mm. even in, that, in moments like that. Where I think about like, well, I've been paying, you know, it could be worse. That's what I tell myself. Being paying, yeah. you know, it could be worse. And so in the moment, I, I, I strive really hard to, to always content. live in the moment, to That's be content good. and live in the moment. Because mm. otherwise, I will lose my mind. Because the scripture that says that, why borrow trouble from tomorrow? There's enough trouble I, I, from I, today. Yeah. So I, I just, I tell myself, I'm not, if it's outside of my control, if it's something I don't, I can, I remotely cannot control. I, I like, I can't, I have no, way of making the the outcome work in my favor then leave it that's it yeah yeah, yeah. i just leave it uh, so don't put yourself under the pressure to always appear to have it and i'm not talking to you i'm talking to oh, you know okay. just our audience in general so don't just have that, <laughs> <laughs> you know don't put yourself in that place where you always feel like you have to have it um mm. you know it says um lead to with um godliness is great content. Yeah. So I think I, I focus so much on that and I thank God for that scripture. It just it just it stabilizes mm. me. 
when things want to quote unquote want to start spiraling, I remind myself, Olabimpe, you are someone's prayer point. So you call yourself yes. like an American Olabimpe girl look you're you're someone's prayer point what you are what you are today what you have today is a place someone is you know praying to get to so why yeah. don't you enjoy what you have just yeah. yes you, that, that, that's the things that is out of your reach it's okay you mm. as long as there's life there's hope you yep. know, it's yeah. you know a dead a, a sleeping dog is you know a living dog is better than a dead lion. Doesn't matter how great one. you yeah. are, or yeah. gone. It's, yeah. So just yeah. um, I just want to encourage someone. Just you know, I again I don't have you know that first hand experience like that 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 totally has, but this is how I battle. Um, when you, you know, feel that because those things yeah. add up to that feeling of you know wanting to offer yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. It's a moment, um, um, what's the word? Startling to think that there are some people that are at risk, definitely males, right? Mm. And we're also seeing an uptick of black males who are, mm. you know, predisposed to that. So if you have people that you love in that demographic, this might be a nice time to check in on them. I think yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna round up by saying what has really helped me again in addition to everything being said. I think, um, one would be definitely gratitude. There's an app, mm. uh, there's an alarm I set on my phone every day at 10 o'clock, 7, 10 or 7 to kind mm. of pause whatever I'm doing and then just be grateful for the past 24 hours. One thing I'm thankful for, um, mm. that helps being in therapy, going on medications, journaling, mm. pouring myself into the service of others, not at the risk of, um, depriving myself of, you know, my sciency, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing certain things for people. It gives me joy mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. I find that when I'm in really in my darkest moment, I retreat from society. You can always even tell, I don't want to talk. I don't want to pick calls. I don't want to engage. That's mm-hmm. when I really need to do things that brings me joy. But ironically yeah. enough, when I actually want to be away. Um, yeah. And I think even having a sense of responsibility above and beyond the spouse, having a child now, you can't but just, you know, get into a routine because you need, you need to be stable for that person. And how much more for a child that, that came from a, an environment that wasn't quite stable. So she's definitely going to you know, see a lot of things and that's okay. But I want to work hard on myself and try my best and show model to her what resilience looks like, what's you know, overcoming um, some difficult things look like. And I think I also owe it to my future self. So this is the part where I want to talk to those who might be, uh, have been in this situation where I've been. When you want to kill yourself or off yourself, you're doing a lot of damage to your community. And there's no way you can ever know how much valuable you are. You are. There's no way. But trust me, people need you. You know, people need you. Because we cannot really know what it means to other people. And we can't even know what our future self will experience right? I mean, there's so much around us. There's so many mysteries about life. There's, there's some things that, that brings, that still brings joy. You know, I love looking at trees. I know this sounds very weird. There's a, I have trees in front of my house and it makes me happy. Like just looking at trees and just how majestic they are and how their colors change. 
I'm, I don't, I'm not able to keep plants alive, but if I was able to keep plants alive, I'll have more plants in my house because those bring me joy because they, they grow, they blossom, right? So find those things. There's so life offers endless possibilities to, you know, and then always wait for the sun. No matter how dark the night is, the sun is going to shine tomorrow. And that's the hope I'd like to infuse in you. But seek help, find someone to talk to and know that you're not alone. I need you here. I mean, you, you're valued. There's a purpose to your life. Every one of us has a purpose. And if you deprive yourself of that chance to show what your purpose is, you're de- depriving us of the greatness, of the awesomeness that abounds in you. I hate to sound like a preacher, but yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. And you're right. Um, I don't know if you need me to add to that. Oh, yeah, please go um, ahead. You can wrap us uh, up to where you're <laughs> No, so there's something that you mentioned. You talked about trees. And um, nothing, nothing lasts forever. Happiness, okay. sadness, whatever it is, the, your state of euphoria, it doesn't last long. It doesn't last forever. Not, let, let me not say it doesn't last long. So everything will move. Everything would, everything is in phases. Uh, people are in stages. Life is in phases, that, you know, like they say. And like a tree, like um, Tony mentioned earlier. Um, where, so it's so glaring here in, Mary, in Minnesota where... Um, it's cold, and then it's just a bleakness of the of the of the of the season, right? But even in that big, in that quote unquote bleakness, there's beauty. It's mm. so beautiful when the snow hits the ground, and everywhere is white, and it provides like a contrast against the environment. It's, but it doesn't last long to e- either. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, it melts the away. Yeah, and, and exactly, and then the tree starts to blossom again, blossom and again. the leaves, yeah. you know, so everything. Yeah. Every, it's it, how, it does, that's it our does. life, seasons of our life, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's in season yeah. and it's in stages and it's in phases. And it may look like you're in a phase that is taking too long. Just know that if you, that's the, that phase is going to pass. It's yeah. not, yeah, it's not, it's not going to, yeah, it's not, it's not permanent. So no. even the state of your, your, your sadness, it's not permanent. It's you not have permanent. to live intentionally. You have I to be intentional it. about overwhelming, yes. overwhelming, yeah. but it's not permanent. It's not, yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. that's a lot. I mean, I'll have missed out on my daughter. I'll have missed out on just you know. You and I missed out on me getting married, my dear girl. Uh, yes, and you having uh-huh. kids. I'll have missed out I mean, on so yeah, many things. Yeah, you know? excuse you. And, you know, my friends <laughs> nice are carried. Fun. I'll have missed yeah. out on just so many things. I'll have missed out on having a podcast. You'll have missed out you on know? Jackie. Uh, I haven't met Jackie, but hi, Jackie. <laughs> I'll have missed out on so many things, and so I'm yeah. holding on to those things because. The world is so big, it's so majestic, yeah. and there's so many great things happening in this world. And my mm-hmm. problem, no matter how significant it is, it pales in comparison to the joy I can find around me. And that's why I keep yeah. searching. I'm an optimist when it comes to that, like finding yeah. that source of happiness. And of course, still joining in Christ, you know, reading my yeah. Bible and doing things Chris is supposed to do. I mean, any okay. event, we hope, you know, this episode um, was, I mean, you got one or two, two things from it. And it's why I actually wanted to talk to um, Bing Bay because. We have I've definitely our brain chemistry is different as you can tell, but that said, you know, we've all been affected one way or the other by this topic. Yeah. But we just wanted to share just some of the things that have worked well for us. Because the commonality mm-hmm. between both of us really is that we've been through moments of despair. Like every one of you listening to this. But how do you make sure that those those despairs don't outweigh the joy that life brings? You know, that was just the point of this episode. Mm-hmm. In any event, this has been um 
the Monsible Podcast with I didn't even introduce you, Big Bay. <laughs> but you should, know by now. <laughs> you should guys know her by now. This is a Big Bay, my friend. Uh, I, um, I just enjoy talking to her. But we hope to yeah. um, gain something from this episode. If there are other topics you'd like for us to explore, please you know, don't hesitate to let us know. And then even catch you on another episode of the Monsible Podcast. I remain your host, Monsible. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Morosible Podcast. Well, guess what? There's plenty more where that came from. So visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com, where you can find hours of other binge-worthy episodes just like this one. And while you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podbean as it encourages other awesome people like you to listen to the podcast as well. We are now officially on Podbean. It has an app. You can catch up on missed episodes and also get a notification when we have new episodes. Do you have a question for our guest, feedback on the episode, or a suggestion for a future guest? Then please get in touch with us by sending us an email at talktomore@mostable.com or connect with us via Instagram at the Morosible Podcast. Cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for always listening. Mm-hmm.